Hey guys, and welcome back to Dad's F1 Podcast. My name is Aliyah, and I'm here with my less cool sibling, Arvind. Hi. <laughs> and today we'll be talking about which Grand Prix was it? <laughs> I'm sorry, the only Grand Prix that happened in the last two weeks. I forgot. We it were supposed the, to do this earlier. <laughs> it was the British Grand Prix. Yeah, no, uh, we're like super late because, you know, again, like I mentioned on the first, on, on last week's, or, you know, the one about um, Styria and Austria, just, you know, collective laziness and not not really wanting to record plus you know work and stuff yeah that's that's it um but also it was kind of good because you know we got to see what's happening with the situation yeah, that took place yeah. that week so so um yeah get into so it. while we're recording this is like um later in the day uh after the stewards kind of dismissed red bulls um they kind of dismissed the whole situation now because Red Bull wanted a review. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, I, I mean, I guess we get into that, but I think everybody at this point who watches F1 would know exactly what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But they dismissed the review and uh, Mercedes released this, like, really spicy press, uh, <laughs> this really spicy statement after the stewards uh, dismissed the uh, review from Red Bull. And it's just like a lot of speculation online because of the wording of the Mercedes mm-hmm. um, statement. It's like a lot of people just speculating that uh, in the in the review, Red Bull probably try and presented try was tried to present evidence that Lewis like deliberately closed the crash because he was so far behind in the championship. Mm, while I while I am a Red Bull fan, everyone knows. Um, I don't believe he deliberately caused the crash. Like, in the moment, obviously, I was really pissed that it happened. But no one deliberate, deliberately causes a crash in F1. No one wants to risk their career like that. I mean, it, there, there have been cases where people have deliberately clash, crashed because um, there were two seasons uh, back in the, I believe, the 80s, late 80s or the early 90s with Ayrton Senna and Alan Pross. Mm-hmm. Two seasons in a row uh, consecutively. They each crash into each other to end each other's race to win the championship. Wow. So for the first, uh, for the first race, um, I believe, Alan Prost deliberately crashed into Ayrton Senna to win the championship mm-hmm. because it put both of them out of the race and he was in the lead. Oh. And then the next year, Ayrton Senna did the exact same thing to Alan Prost and he won the championship. Well, remember too, that's not the eighties. <laughs> it's not the. It's yes. not the eighties. We're in twenty twenty one, so it's it's I mean, gonna be a little more serious. There was like a deliberate. There, there was a case in like um I don't remember what year it was, but it was at uh Singapore with Renault uh where it was Fernando Alonso and Nelson Piquet Junior. Mm-hmm. Uh, Renault wasn't doing too good that season, and the I believe this is I mean if anyone follows F one as closely, they would know what Crashgate is. But basically, I'm explaining to you since you don't know. Thanks, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Crashgate is basically Renault. Renault told Nelson Piquet Jr. to deliberately cause a crash, like to de- deliberately crash into the wall so that Fernando Alonso would get like a leg up mm-hmm. and he actually went on to win the race and then all that came out after that and yeah. So That's crazy. Yeah, but that something like that hasn't happened since then. So I don't think anybody uh, at this point, especially after Red Bull's antics, mm-hmm. uh I wouldn't say they're not on their side, but they're not so much. Uh, they're not. They're not super convinced right now, and uh, it's pretty. It's it's pretty dumb to think that he would cause that. Like, yeah, there were some faults of Lewis. There were some faults of Max, mm-hmm. and I think the majority would say that it was a recent incident with a bit more fault to Lewis. 
It is. It is. Yeah. But like at the same time too, how Red Bull made it seem, they made it seem like Lewis just didn't care. But the thing is, Lewis did care. Like, if anybody watched the race, they were, they saw that Lewis asked if Max was okay, and they said, "Yeah, he's out of the car." Um, but then Max posted on social media saying yeah. that it was not, it wasn't good sportsmanship and whatever. But the thing is, Lewis didn't know that Max went to the hospital. Lewis didn't know what progressed after the crash. Yeah, he was so busy in a race. He was busy with the race. Yeah, right? but a lot of people on the day. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are mellowed out about the whole Hamilton celebrating with the fans and thing, but people I don't think realize, or maybe they do and they just don't care to like really give it much thought, is the fact that uh, fans were finally allowed back mm-hmm. into races. There was like a full capacity Silverstone for the race, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of those, most of the celebration and going up to the fans and all that stuff after Lewis won the race. I don't think it was meant to be taken as a haha I won the race and you crashed out. It's more meant to be it's finally because literally every single race this season that there's only like a few fans you could see in the grandstand mm-hmm. and thing. Lewis like literally always pointed out, Hey look, glad to see fans back here. Almost every driver was like, Great to see fans back here. So mm-hmm. I think uh one of the bigger reasons, probably the main reason he went and he did all the show the the show and everything uh was the fact that there was a full capacity yeah he wanted Silverstone. to make it enjoyable for himself and the fans yeah and that's his home track so he was glad to see you know um his countrymen back out and people supporting him yeah, yeah. i understand that so yeah. so i uh, i feel like a lot of people probably just choose to ignore the fact especially on the day like we're focusing more on the day but like now that's about oh, two weeks there's like thursday yeah so like um there's like two days, three days before the race, mm-hmm. before uh, Hungary, which, you know, I mean, very on brand for us to be this late. <laughs> I mean, this is the latest we've ever done a podcast. Like, yeah. ha- has it been because, when did we do the Austria and Styrian uh, podcast? We did it like a week after the second one. Yeah, but this one we waited like two weeks to do. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's fine. It's not like anybody really <laughs> listens that much. <laughs> but, you know, uh, we could do what we want. Yeah, we're adults. Yeah, so basically that was that was the main uh the main attraction, the main talking point for the last couple of weeks. Uh was just uh, like a lot of debate on who caused mm-hmm. the crash and there was like uh, I watched a couple of videos on it and mm-hmm. you know, like I, I saw like and, and the consensus between the pundits and stuff was very much recent incident. Mm-hmm slightly more Lewis's fault than Max's. Mm-hmm. So they acknowledge the fact that it was Lewis's fault during the race, but they know that he didn't deliberately. Yeah, do because yeah, he had understeer and but but you could also see if you look at like Max Verstappen's on board. Like I'm not trying to be like a fanboy for Lewis and oh, yeah, like no, defending him. I'm just like talking about what I um like the information that happened in videos and stuff. <laughs> information that was presented in like more in-depth videos. Uh like there was like when when Max was going into the corner, you see him slightly turn away mm-hmm. and then decide, Hey, I'll I'll commit so he slightly turned back, kinda I guess and in his mind hoping Lewis will just back out. But then there's also the uh the the point that maybe Lu- Max didn't even know Lewis was there. Mm-hmm. Uh so like is it's, it's I, I would say it's not so much fifty fifty anymore. Yeah. Uh, especially after the, the review because like I said earlier, a lot of people started speculating after Mercedes' statement that they probably tried to present evidence claiming that it was Lewis's fault and he deliberately crashed in. Which, I, I don't know 
how that would work out for them in any way like they they think like lewis is some kind of superhuman with a supercomputer brain or some <laughs> like he he took that drug from uh what was that show what? the one that made you like super smart and like use a, sh- a, lo- a lot of your brain oh lucy oh, no, no no with uh the, the movie with uh bradley whatever his name cooper. is bradley cooper yeah where it's like this drug and it made you like hyper focused and i don't remember no uh, I can't remember, but yeah, like they, like he was like calculating every angle. Like if I hit him at this angle, yeah, then they, he will go off, but I won't. Like it was, it was. If if they did do that, because obviously we can't say that they did, mm-hmm. because we have zero proof of that. None. If they did do that, that's it, it's kind of stupid, and yeah, and then there was a lot of like calling for Reese banning, uh, for Lewis Hamilton and stuff. But that's Helmut Marco, and I don't think anybody except Red Bull takes him seriously. Um. Because I was telling her during the race, like, Do when they, they were red flagging. Do they take him seriously? I mean, yeah, he's he, he deals with all the young, like, the, the driver academy that Red Bull has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he deals with them. Like, oh. that that's his responsibility at Red Bull. That, and obviously, he is an advisor, very much similar to the role that, uh, like, Nicky Lauda had when he was... Um, Nicky Lauda, before he passed away, he had a, a kind of similar role, like, a very much advisor role with uh, Mercedes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and I guess kind of similar, like how Alan Prost is like kind of an advising uh, party for like Alpine or well, Renault in the past. But yeah, um, it, it's it's pretty spicy. I was just, like literally right before we started recording, I was reading through like um, a lot of the comments on like uh, the R slash Formula One uh, subreddit mm-hmm. on the under the Mercedes release mm-hmm. on Mercedes statement. And it was very spicy. I mean, I guess I could read it out if nobody's seen it. But then I, I don't think anybody who's listening to this uh, didn't hear it. So basically it says that the Mercedes-AMG Petronas F1 team welcomes the decision of the stewards to reject Red Bull Racing's right, to rev- right of review. In addition to bringing this incident to a close, we hope that this decision will mark the end of a content. A concerted attempt by senior management of Red Bull Racing to tarnish the good name and sporting integrity of Lewis Hamilton, including the documents submitted for their unsuccessful right of review. We now look forward to going <laughs> to racing this weekend and to continue our hard-fought competition for the 2021 FIA Formula One World Championship. So there's a bit of spicy language in there. Yep, the, the only thing they didn't do is, you know, say fuck you or call Christian Horner a bitch. Yeah, like, basically like, it, it was like professional talk for suck my dick, bitch, let's go back racing. <laughs> like, it's 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 crazy. But that, that crash was wild. Like, that's mm-hmm. like, um, the last crash I saw that was like that bad like such an impact was uh in 2019 um no 2020 for the italian grand prix at monza mm-hmm. when um charles clerk went off mm-hmm. and he crashed into the barrier i think that's when um you know what actually happened to lewis in that race mm-hmm. he actually went into the pit lane while it was closed and he got like a, a like a 10 second penalty or something like that Thanks. and he came like seventh because he got like dropped back down into the pack and i think that was when um pierre gasly won so the podium was Gasly, Sainz, and um, and and Stroll. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was the last time I see. But that was like a huge impact, dude. And I I remember the first lap fight like that. Even though it was like two weeks later, it was such a good fight because because we learned a lot from uh, like that corner that they crashed on cops. Like that was basically if Verstappen had gotten through that clean. He was off. He was not getting caught after that because we saw that exact same thing happen in um 
in the sprint race. Mm-hmm. I know you didn't watch the sprint race, but nah, I did. I don't watch the sprint races. I watch the regular, just like well, main day you races. you don't watch anything except the races. Like I sometimes watch like qualifying and stuff, and obviously for the first sprint race, uh, when I'm going to watch it. Listen, qualifying is not part of my job description. I'm here to be cool and only watch the race that happens on Sundays. Yeah. So basically, after that, cops after cops. If a stamina got through there cleanly, and I think Hamilton realized that after the sprint race, he was gone. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, and and a lot of people, again, I, I feel like I'm sounding a little too much like on Lewis's side, but I'm trying to be like impartial. A lot of people, um, I frick, what was I going to say? Yeah. So a lot of people forget that this is like motor racing. Mm-hmm. Like, and a lot of people with so much dominance on Mercedes and not much um competition and thing to them the last few years, a lot of people forget that like how hard um not like difficult but like how the racing is like really, really hard in F one. Like mm-hmm. because the last seven, eight years since twenty fourteen, right? The last four, seven six, seven years, Mercedes has been the dominant force. They've had zero competition. The only mm-hmm. competition they've had was in twenty seventeen and eighteen when Sebastian Vettel was driving for Ferrari and he had the lead to the championship mm-hmm. a couple of times, right? Yeah. And then Lewis eventually took a move on stuff. But they haven't had that much competition since then. The only competition Mercedes has had in the last few years was Mercedes. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about the 2016 season when instead of Lewis Hamilton winning, Nico Rosberg won. Oh. Yeah, so... And they didn't have a good relationship. They had like they hated each other at that time. Really? Yeah, they were not. They they were close. Like they grew up together and carting and stuff, mm-hmm. and um, eventually got into the same team. And the rivalry just became like really really heated, mm-hmm. and they didn't have the best of relationships. And like in the Spanish Grand Prix, I think I was telling you about this earlier in the year for the Spanish Grand Prix, about um, the crash they had at the twenty sixteen Spanish Grand Prix, and it put both of them out. And like, yeah, that was like very much it building up even though the spanish grand prix is like pretty early in the year mm-hmm. but you remember they were they were together i believe the year before as well mm-hmm. i think so but yeah we're getting like super off topic but um yeah basically hamilton hadn't uh hadn't gone for that really like and that was an aggressive ass move if mm-hmm. he hadn't gone for that max would have won the race no doubt but I I really really don't think that Lewis was yeah. malicious he, in his attempt. Yeah, he didn't have any like malicious intent. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people like really really blew it up proportion, especially like motherfuckers like Helmut Marco, who was oh, like Lord. calling for a race ban for Lewis and was like base and and Christian Horner was basically saying, uh, he knows that corner. He's driven this track so much times. He knows that he's one of the fastest corners in calendar. You know he did that deliberately. He was trying to crash him out like. But didn't Christian Horner come out like a little bit ago and said that it was actually a recent incident? Well, it seemed. I don't know. I I think I read that somewhere. I don't know how true it was, um, because you know F one pages just make shit for fun. True. Unless you're on Digest F one. Follow us at Digest F one. Yeah. <laughs> so um. So yeah, and a factor that they probably didn't take into account as well after all those statements they made and stuff, it very much, like, I don't think this was their intention. I don't think they had any, um, they had any responsibility for the, um, for what happened. But, like, there was a lot of feeding 
of uh, racist, like a lot of those comments from them, mm-hmm. fed a lot of racist abuse towards Lewis Hamilton. Which is completely, it's just not okay at all. I mean, you see, the fact is, it was going to happen. It like, was gonna happen. You see, Lewis, Lewis being like a black guy, uh, he was gonna get abused either which way, even if Red Bull didn't. Uh, He's the only make, black guy in F1. He's gonna face a lot of racial abuse. Yeah, like, in the past, he's faced, like, some pretty... Like, some bullshit. Like, they're, like, blackface of fans doing blackface oh, and stuff. Yeah, it, it's pretty crazy. And, like, I've told people before, like, you always... You always see Lewis with this very, uh, corporate, uh, speech all the time. Very professional. You never get to see his character that much. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, re- um, like, you gotta realize that he's a black guy in a very white dom- dominated sport and he can't any, allow yeah, himself to get any, emotional yeah any little thing that happens to people him people will jump on people it. will jump on him and abuse him in some way and uh, most of the times it's gonna be through racist uh attacks on him which is so fucked it's yeah so fucked. yeah it it but you see that's just the the way it is like it was guaranteed to happen even if Red Bull didn't make those comments. Mm-hmm. But I think unintentionally by them doing that, mm-hmm. it very much fed a lot of racist people. It did. And, like, obviously, no, obviously that's not their fault. Like, you, you can't people put that on People have their own free will to do what they want. Um, but at the same time, I just didn't think... I don't think that they um, really took into account the consequences of what they would have no, said. No, I... Like, I, I'm not gonna put any blame on them for that because I don't mean, blame on them, when, but I'm just saying it's like a yeah, chain reaction kind of. Thing yeah, when really. you say that, that's not where they're going. They, they, they very much concern the safety of their driver mm-hmm. and the integrity of the sport and stuff. I can understand they were a bit heated that the 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 star driver, the leader of the championship, got uh, he crashed out. He DNF'd in the in the race, mm-hmm. so I can understand their their uh their attitudes were a little high the um adrenaline was rushing mm-hmm. and like they they rushed to make some uh pretty bold claims of lewis doing that intentionally and stuff and mm-hmm. i think that fed a lot of the abuse that lewis got which mm-hmm. i really have to reiterate is really not their fault it's not but yeah at the same time, but i think they were a bit ridiculous in it uh like when when they were a bit after a bit like they could have calmed down and stuff i think they they kept it going a, a bit too much like they, they they just kept it up and one funny thing though i didn't even know this happened mm-hmm. but they literally did a filming day like they paid to do a filming day so they could recreate the crash well not the crash but the racing line that lewis took mm-hmm. with alex Albon. Uh-huh. yeah so they literally posted that and on twitter they did the filming and on that day for the review as uh, like evidence they were they they had alex albon drive the car mm-hmm. and try and take the same line as lewis hamilton took in the race mm-hmm. to be able to present it as um you know to go along with whatever arguments there because at this at this moment we don't know what happened in that review mm-hmm. all we know is they they denied them the right of review mm-hmm. so like they got their thing and the steward was like yeah there's there's nothing else here to do dude. it's been two weeks since a recent incident yeah um but it was it was it was great like the rest of the race was pretty good charles the clerk had a fucking day yeah he did he, he almost he almost won almost i mean so close but his his he was just he kept having power issues wasn't it? yeah like a few different times he kept losing power mm-hmm. um so that was a bit thing but like as i was racing i was like 
he doesn't look like it because Lewis isn't catching him. Which yeah. I mean, this 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 Mercedes car is still faster than that Ferrari. Oh, definitely. But you could you could see that hey maybe it's because of the crash or anything, but or maybe he was conserving tires. But while that um the power issues were happening, I thought like Lewis would surely catch up like really really easy, but like. Charles actually gave him like a good race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a really, really entertaining race. Um, Sans, uh, Max is up and crashing out. But yeah. um, honestly, with the season, I know people wouldn't be as annoyed with it as they would be with Hamilton. But Max is like, once he gets into free air, he's gone. Mm-hmm. As basically that's been Lewis for the last, the last few years. Yeah, once he gets into free air, he's gone. So obviously, people would be less annoyed about it that Max is doing it mm-hmm. because they haven't seen him do it for the last four or five years consistently. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of people, um, I feel like a lot of people too have a lot of bias towards Max is because they're tired of seeing just Lewis one guy, yeah, just one yeah. guy winning everything or one team winning everything. Mm-hmm. So, having, the, having um, seeing, seeing another team like for the past five races beat Lewis Hamilton and the almighty Mercedes <laughs> very much swayed the opinion slightly but after Red Bull went through all those antics I think I think a lot of a lot of it shifted a little bit because yeah. on the Formula 1 subreddit it was very much like anti-Hamilton for like a good bit of it I want to say anti-Hamilton not like um, not like abuse hunting towards him but mm. very much he crossed the crash oh he was in the uh, wrong yeah kind of thing, that yeah. kind of stuff but a lot of people are mellowed, mellowed out I mean except for Red Bull mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but the rest of the race was pretty. Um, it was pretty basic. It yeah, really it was. It was. Fun. It was entertaining. Like it was a, uh, a pretty box standard uh, F one race mm-hmm. because Silverstone is not a track that's heralded for its overtaking uh, opportunities. Clearly, it's. It, it, I mean, it has opportunities, but it's not like I don't know, like, freaking like Abu Dhabi, which is like, I, I guess that's still a terrible track, mm-hmm. um, according to most fans, but. Wow, that was a voice break. <laughs> I haven't had those in a few years. Yeah, but uh, most people don't like Abu Dhabi and like Russia ending. That's like some of the most hated tracks ever. Mm-hmm. But money. Money. That's why they raced there. Definitely. That's why they went... That's why they're going to fucking... Uh, what's that place? Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. They're going... Fucking Jeddah. Let's go to, the, uh, to one of the most like... Uh, Controversial countries yeah, out there. Yeah, like... Ooh... Um, we race as one. We don't discriminate against uh, LGBT people and stuff. Ooh, but that general money though. Mm. Yeah, it's it's, no, it's crazy. It's it's sad, but honestly, there's no kind of human rights when it comes to businesses. Like they don't care about human rights when it comes to businesses, which sucks. But you know, yeah, we it move. was it, like I remember there was so much controversy late last year and early this year when the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix was announced mm-hmm. and everybody was like, that's really, really hypocritical of them because they've been going on and on about this We Race as One, they have rainbow flags all over the cars and stuff mm-hmm. and then they go into one of the most anti-LGBTQ countries in the world. And I understand fans' outrage about that but at the same time, and while I am a part of and a supporter of the LGBT community, um they have to understand that they can't just alter all their business practices 
to satisfy the needs of everybody while it's very hypocritical i'm not denying it they have to do what's best for their company to make sure that their company keeps running i guess so yeah because um pandemic and all of that exactly and all of that but whatever we move on <laughs> we very much going on tangents in this episode but yeah another heartbreaking thing about uh that race well i had a lot of passion in it <laughs> no george russell still hasn't scored any fucking points <laughs> in a goddamn williams dude the one time he get in the fucking top 10 was in the goddamn sprint race and they don't they only give fucking points to the for the, for the podium in the sprint race dude and then he got that trip rate, the, the, uh, the great penalty mm-hmm. from the sprint race when he forced signs off the road. Mm-hmm. And dude, he, he, started, he started from, uh, I think it was 8th, he came in the sprint race, so he qualified 8th, right? Mm-hmm. And he was going to start 8th in the feature. I'm going to call it the feature race, the regular race, because that's what they do in like F2 and thing. They call the the main race only their, their feature race, right? Mm-hmm. But again, tangent. Yeah. And he, so he started 11th out of the points. Mm-hmm. And god damn it dude i can't stand that motherfucker needs to get some goddamn points in our williams before he leaves because you know it seemed I like i realized this is really off topic like you know what i kind of realized though george russell he kind of looks like robbie rotten from lazy town that's rude <laughs> that's super rude george russell is one of the most promising drivers of the next generation earlier and you violating him like that i'm sorry <laughs> I mean, shout out to Stefan Carlson, though, R.I.P. Because, you know, he died, right? I did not know this. Yeah, he had cancer, and then he went into remission a little bit, and then he came back, and he passed away. That Remember 2016? You are... just ruined my whole night. I did not know that. Bro, oh, what? I didn't know that. You know, the reason that the we are number one... Wow, this is a Formula One podcast, but who gives a shit? You know the reason in 2016 the We Are Number One meme became so popular? Why? Was because, because he passed away? No, he passed away after that. Mm-hmm. He actually got into remission for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he was in uh, he was in hospital. He had the cancer. And everybody started um, showing him a lot of support. And that meme kind of blew up. Mm-hmm. And kind of brought a lot of eyes to him. So a lot of people were giving him support. And that's the same year that there was the same year that the dreaded B-movie memes came out, but we're focusing on the good part. Uh, yeah, and, and We Are Number One kind of just blew up and stuff, and uh, he was getting, like, a lot of support and thing, and then, but the remission didn't last too long, and uh, oh. he passed away a little while after that. I don't rem- I don't know exactly when, oh. but, yeah. That made me really sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, dude, George Russell cannot catch a break. The only points he scored was the 2020 uh year grand prix when he filled in for lewis in mm-hmm. the mercedes mm-hmm. he scored points there but even in that race he got fucked dude because mercedes fucked up the uh the tires and then while he was coming back into the race after they fixed that problem he had a next tire problem mm-hmm. so he had to go back in so yeah he got points but god damn it Irvin, Irvin, it's okay. Dude, it's, it's a curse. It's, it's, it's re- okay. It's on the same. It's on the same level as Charles Leclerc never finishing our race at home in Monaco. <laughs> it's okay. It's he okay. has. You know, Charles Leclerc has. I think I mentioned. I talked about this a little bit in, Mon- in the Monaco Grand Prix podcast. I know mm-hmm. he wasn't there, but um, the that 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 podcast I kind of talked about how literally every single Monaco Grand Prix that Charles Leclerc has taken part in, mm-hmm. he's never finished. Mm. Like he's always DNF'd, or in the case of this year's, uh, this year's Monaco Grand Prix, 
he didn't even start. Yeah. Well. I think we should get back on topic a yeah, little bit. Yeah, we should. <laughs> yeah, so overall, um, pretty box on a race. I really enjoyed the sprint race. Um, it was a bit annoying because locally we had, I, I think the sprint race was at 11. Mm-hmm. But granted, we have to get up like at 9 or sometimes to watch a race. Yeah. Uh, oh um, wow we have to get up at 9am that's oh my, oh my god dude like anything before 12 oh kill me kill um but yeah don't it's... talk to me until i've had my morning coffee okay <laughs> yeah so um this sprint race was quite entertaining uh like seeing um seeing the seeing another whole race before the future race mm-hmm. like i could understand a lot of people were pretty pissed off about the fact that the people who got pole was the guy who won the sprint race and not the guy who qualified first, right? Because what happened is how they do the weekend is Friday, on Friday, they had pretty regular qualifying, Q1, Q2, Q3, Mm -hmm. knockout qualifying. But that qualifying, instead of being the qualifying for the race on Sunday, that was the qualifying for the grid on Saturday for the sprint race. Mm -hmm. So whoever got P1 and Q1 and Q3, that's that's who got the first position. So that was Max who got first position in the uh, sprint race. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, including people like Nico Rosberg and uh, Sebastian Vettel and Ning, were very much saying that giving pole to the guy who wins the sprint race shouldn't be a thing. It should go to the guy who has the fastest lap. Yeah. So so that that was another factor of sprint race. But I, I, I quite enjoyed it. It's not going to be like an every race thing. It's very much a test thing for the season. So the next one is going to be at Monza later this year mm-hmm. in Italy. Yeah, so after this, after this race in a couple of days at Hungary, there's going to be a summer break. Mm-hmm. Um, so we won't have any podcasts. Or we could, hey, if you're up to it, we could do a podcast of just about talking about just random shit instead of F1. Because I realized that the more entertaining podcasts, like I try to make this as like not super long because it's very much uh, oh, an hour and a half race we're talking about. We yeah. can't really... We can't really fit an hour and a half of talking between me and Aliyah because... I'm not that knowledgeable She's not that knowledgeable it. about it. And to begin with, most of these podcasts are very much me talking off my talking on my ass and Aliyah occasionally... <laughs> chiming in. <laughs> yeah, she's like occasionally chiming in. And when I say talking on my ass, I don't mean talking bullshit, but like just like rambling. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see if she wants to do it. We could just do like a regular non-Formula One non-sporting or motor racing uh, podcast and just um just talk about stuff sure why not you know but we'll have to see what the laziness says about it though the laziness wow. the laziness our laziness our collective laziness is the boss it definitely yeah is. so we have to get permission you know that the laziness and depression they uh they go hand in hand and you tell me i ruined your day like Way to ruin, like, way to, like, bring down the mood, bro. <laughs> yeah. If I'm not happy, no one is. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, overall, it was a pretty good race. Um, it's, it's, it's good for the sport that, uh, there's, like, some competition. Like, there hasn't been a, there hasn't been a, a, a super competitive season in a little while. The last one was 2016 with the teammates fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it hasn't, it hasn't been, like, super competitive, so... And, you know, drama is always fun. Yeehaw. Yeah, drama is always fun. So, overall, pretty good weekend. Um, I know you only watch your race, so you can't really comment on the weekend. Okay. Wow. 
Yeah, I want to say we can. With, I don't even. I, I don't think I watched the qualifying for the sprint race, the Q one, Q two, Q three qualifying for each sprint race. Mm-hmm. But I definitely watched the sprint race, and it was pretty fun. Um, I think is a is a cool concept, but I don't think it should be a every single race thing because the reason the weekend is made up like how it is is where they have more most of the important stuff like qualifying and stuff on Saturday is because that's the weekend. Like people are not in work while, um, while qualifying is going on. So that's the reason why they have the weekend like that. So, you know, the stuff nobody would uh would care too much about missing, like free practice and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's on Fridays, and then they have the FP three and on on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's very much a, a a thing they should do in in probably the month, the probably the months when um. But granted, I shouldn't say that. I was gonna say like probably months where most people will be home and stuff. But then I remember that you know people work. Yeah. Adults work and they don't have summer vacation. Adults, except us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. But yeah, I I like the sprint race concept. Like it works for like F two and thing. But you know most people don't follow F two as closely as they do F one. F one is definitely a lot more watched than F two. But uh, I guess Alias. Uh, hurrying me to wrap up. I'm not hurrying you, dude. That's, that's a lie. That's a lie. I'm just kind of not feeling like good. Yeah, right so, now. I mean, a half an hour is alright. So, uh, you want to do the outro? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, well, thank you guys uh, for listening to another episode of the Digest F1 podcast. Uh, I don't know when we're going to do the podcast for Hungary. <laughs> Hopefully, not wait two weeks after the race happen. But fingers uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. Uh, don't forget to follow the Instagram page, and I guess Twitter and stuff. I keep saying I'll try to do live tweeting during the race, and uh, technically I did. I mean, for for the British Grand Prix, you I made think, one tweet. I, I think I put out two tweets about it, and that was like <laughs> it. I just like sat down and watched the race for the rest of it. But um, I guess I'll try to be a more active on Twitter. Not that anybody even follows me. I mean, yeah. don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. so, yeah, don't forget to follow us. Just at Digest F1 on everything. You know, get the fucking podcast, like, everywhere. Literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just by searching, again, Digest F1 podcast or just Digest F1. And I guess we'll see you guys, hopefully, in a few days. Hopefully. Uh, for, the, for the review of the Hungry Grand Prix. Can I say bye? Bye. All right, bye.